Well, you are listening to the Film Survivor Podcast, and uh, I'm your host, Tom Santilli. I appreciate you uh, listening and um, checking in with me this week. Wow, uh, this episode of Survivor Game Changers was one of the most painful, I think. Uh, one of the most uncomfortable, unpleasant uh, tribal council experiences that I think I've ever had as a viewer. Um, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on on everything that happened. Uh, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert here. Of course, this podcast is for those of you who have already seen uh, the latest episode of Survivor Game Changers. So uh, if you have not seen it, I urge you to go check out my uh, my recap, my reaction, my written reaction and recap uh, at realityt.com. And of course, you can follow all of my uh, Survivor coverage at Tom Santilli on Twitter. And of course, uh, facebook.com forward slash film survivor or on my website, tomsantilli.com. Uh, so with that, this was a brutal episode and I'm going to kind of talk from my heart a little bit here. Um, I don't know if my reaction is... Uh, the popular reaction or not, uh, parts of it might be, but I feel like I just want to comment. I don't really, usually I kind of maybe prepare a couple notes to hit on or things I want to chat about, uh, but this week is a little bit different. Um, for anybody who saw the episode, of course, uh, you know that Jeff Verner uh, was uh, eliminated, but uh, before that, uh, he decided to out Zeke Smith uh, as tr- being transgender. Um, not only to tribal council, but uh, to the 13 million plus viewers that you know watch Survivor. So um, I got a lot to talk about with this, I guess. But you know, I, I want to let you know too that, of course, uh, my interview will be coming up. I do. Uh, I had a chance to talk with Jeff Varner today. Uh, it's his press day, the day after leaving the show, and uh, we're going to talk with Jeff Varner directly about um, about all of this kind of stuff. So it's a tough, more kind of a somber uh, episode of the the podcast here, but. Uh, I think once in a while you have to step away from the game when, when things kind of transcend the game. Uh, you know, Survivor is a social experiment. That's how it was pitched when it began uh, 17 years ago now. You know, you take a bunch of people from different walks of life and different backgrounds and uh, ethnicities and ages and creeds, uh, color, uh, and you mix them together. And you have them vote one person off each week, and you see what happens. And it's it's uh it's it's always been at its best, I guess. It's been uh, a microcosm of of society of where we live. You know, um, yeah, it's heightened. Yeah, there's a lot of things that people would do in the game that they might not do in real life. But uh, people can't hide who they are, uh, and. I think that that's apparent um, most of the time on Survivor. You know, people reveal themselves uh, despite what their best laid strategies were going into the game. So, Jeff Varner, um, 
you know, he outed Zeke Smith, uh, and you saw the reaction. Uh, I mean, it ranged everywhere, and I think the audience was right along with uh, probably everybody who was at Tribal Council, uh, including Jeff Probst. You know, there was shock. There was disbelief. There was anger. There was disappointment, uh, as Ozzy told Varner. You know, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, you know, there was just a range of emotions, and it was something that nobody could believe, you know, that Varner went there. Uh, Zeke, to his credit, was an absolute rock star, in my opinion. Uh, the way that he handled it, the, the grace and the confidence and just the his demeanor, um... You know, he looked shocked, of course. He was kind of like a deer in headlights uh, when it first happened, kind of in disbelief. But he also stood tall, and he said exactly the kinds of things that I think boil this down. Uh, you know, he Zeke does not want to be known as the transgender survivor player, and uh, he did not set out to do that. And I think that he uh, he won't be known as that. This whole thing just is an absolute crazy mess, of course. You know, we tune into Survivor each week, and we don't, you know, we know that it's a game. <laughs> we know, you know, if you're aware of what's going on out there, you know that these are real people, but it's kind of like a heightened reality. But uh, you don't really expect things like this when you tune in, you know. I don't think anybody will, nobody's talking about this episode. You know, usually it's like, oh, you know, it was a great episode of Survivor last night, or this was a great, you know, tribal council, or whatever they take away from an episode. Uh, There's only a singular thing to take away from this tonight, and that's what happened. Um, Now, I think, I'm going to urge people to, because I think that this is best... I think it was best described by the two people that were involved, uh, the, the closest, Jeff Varner and Zeke. Uh, Jeff Varner, minutes after the episode aired on the East Coast, posted uh, kind of a reaction um, slash you know formal apology on Twitter, uh, a couple paragraphs long. Uh, I urge everybody to go check that out and read what Jeff uh, had to say. There's really nothing else you can say at this point um, if you're Jeff Varner, but I'll get into that in a second. Uh, Secondly, though, Zeke uh, actually wrote a guest column uh, for The Hollywood Reporter, and uh, it's it's a fascinating article. And, you know, when they talked last night about the good coming out of this situation, you know, and and moving forward from this and using it as a learning experience... uh, I think that Zeke's article is a step in that direction. I urge everybody to go read it. Again, it's at The Hollywood Reporter. You, I'm sure you can find it. But Zeke wrote a column. Uh, he reacts to you know, what he's feeling now, what he felt at the time, and also just you know where his life was at prior to Survivor. Uh, sure, this is not the way that he wanted to come out uh, as transgender, uh, but... It happened, and it's not his story. That that is a singular part of his story, but it's not what defines him. 
Now, there's a lot of people too. I'm, I'm seeing a lot on Twitter. You know, people are talking about, well, you know, you know, Varner might have outed him uh, to six people at tribal council, but it's actually Survivor and CBS that outed them, outed him to 13 million viewers. You know, they had the option not to air this. Uh, you know, they could have done a fake tribal council or done some reenactments um, or whatever they could have done to kind of get around uh, showing the, it, this and, and tackling this head on the way that they did. And yes, Survivor is a reality TV show. Yes, it is not 100% uh, real in terms of, you know, some of the, you know, as we all kind of know, aerial shots of some of the challenges are, you know, staged, you know, so that camera crews and stuff like that are not, not you know, visible. Uh, there are some other things, you know, they, they take some, you know, liberties with uh, reshooting certain things when there's audio issues or, uh, you know, whatnot. Sorry to burst everybody's bubble. Um, however, Survivor is not... Survivor shows what's happening. Again, if it wants to stay true to its original mission, which was being a social experiment, um, it must, you know, it must portray what happens organically on the show. So I don't feel that this was any kind of a burden on CBS. I think that it would have said... I think it would have reflected much worse on CBS and the show had they uh, chosen to hide this in some way or to not show this uh, this entire enactment. So for that, I applaud it. I think that it was well portrayed. And in fact, people want to pile on Jeff Varner. Uh, you know, that to me, I felt like the way that the episode was put together was actually quite well done. Uh, you know, we were able to hear from Varner as as off as his take was on everything. Uh, we were able to hear from Zeke. Uh, Jeff Probst gave him a minute to kind of let it breathe. He didn't, like, pepper with questions. I thought Probst handled it fantastically, as he always does. How does this guy, by the way, not get nominated for hosting uh, reality TV shows every year? He won. He, the award was invented for him. He won it a couple years, and then all of a sudden, like, he loses to, like, Master Chef and stupid-ass shows like that. So, sorry, Master Chef fans. But, you know, it just... Anyway, I'm off on a tangent. But Jeff Probes, dude, he's the man. <laughs> this episode alone should get him nominated for an Emmy this year, just for how he handles people, how he knows how to do what he's doing. But, I uh, Just, you know, I don't know what else to say about it it's just a matter of uh it was tough to watch it was very uncomfortable it was painful but it was necessary it happened and it needs to be talked about and i think that it's good that everybody's having this dialogue and i think it's good that people saw how the other tribe mates reacted to this um again my interview with jeff varner will be coming up i just want to talk one more thing about uh jeff varner in general um and that is I really wish this, I mean, I don't think anybody would defend what he did on the air. Uh, I don't think that anybody thinks that what he did was good or um, defense, you know, defendable in any way. Inexcusable is the word that you keep seeing over and over again. That being said, uh, it, it's, it, it's tough. I personally, again, this is the part that I feel maybe isn't the most popular, but I left last night's episode with 
uh, feeling tons of empathy uh, for Jeff Werner. I do not, you know, you only know people from watching them on TV, so I don't know Jeff Werner. Uh, nobody does, you know, except for his close family and friends. But this was an instantly regrettable moment. He made a huge mistake. We all make mistakes. That's not an excuse. It's just a truth. We all make mistakes. Uh, most of us don't make them while on a TV show with 13 million people watching. This will uh, irrevocably change both of their lives forever, I would think. Jeff Farner, now a three-time player on Survivor, uh, never to make a jury. And this will be his legacy in the game, like it or not. And as maybe a person, I mean, because this transcends the game in so many ways. Uh, you know, I just feel, though, that I feel like Werner uh, knows the gravity of this mistake. And there's only so much you can do after you make a mistake. And that's it. And I think the ability to forgive, that becomes our burden, uh, if 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 he does if he if a person makes a mistake and he does everything he can to show remorse, sure, a lot of people out there say, well, yeah, sorry isn't enough, and that might be true, and that that's up to you to decide. But when you choose to not forgive somebody for something that they do, uh, that says much more about you as a person than it does the person that you're upset with. So for me personally, I I, uh, I don't forget things in my own life, but I do forgive. And uh, I hope Jeff Varner is able to rebound from this. I hope uh, you know he's going to go through the, the, what he deserves from the outfall, uh, the aftermath of this. But I wish him well, and I think he is a good person, and I'm sure that he has friends and family that know he's a good person, and uh, I wish him nothing but uh, the best coming out of the situation. So I had to say that. There's a lot of hate on, on Twitter, Facebook for Jeff Varner right now. Sure, maybe it's deserved, but I hope it's not lasting, and I hope that those lashing out at him can kind of learn to forgive on their own. So said my piece about that, uh, and I want now to shift gears as we get into the interview. Uh, this is my interview with Jeff Varner. Uh, happening, it just happened uh, today. Here we go. One quick note before we get started on the interview. Uh, due to some scheduling issues uh, today with CBS, and uh, the fact that Jeff has been having a really rough day emotionally, um, they made me. They gave me only 10 minutes this week with him instead of 15. So if you're wondering why it's a little bit shorter than normal, that's the reason. So uh, with that, here's the interview. Hello. Sorry, I'm eating. I got my mouth full. Oh. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Fine. How you doing, man? This is Tom Santilli here. Hey, I'm okay. I'm all right. Okay, cool, man. I know uh, you're getting some food in. I, I could only imagine how uh, this day has gone for you. Can you kind of uh, explain um, a little bit about kind of what this experience has been like just today? Um, well, it started out incredibly emotional. 
and I've had quite an emotional experience all day. It's been political in, in, in certain places, and it has come to a place of just extreme gratitude. I can't talk to enough people because this conversation is something that needs to be out there. I'm grateful for CBS putting it, putting it out there, and I'm happy to talk to you and anybody else who wants to talk to me tonight. I'll stay on this phone all damn day long. <laughs> Well, it kind of goes into my next question I had for you, which, you know, we know that, um, you know, this actually took place, you know, several, several months ago. Um, and I was kind of mm-hmm. wondering if, if the time that has passed, that in-between time, you know, uh, leading up to last night, did that make mm-hmm. it any easier for you or any harder for you? Um, well, you know, here's what I think about it. I think it's important for me to say that while I did have my uh, an important journey, I am on an important journey, and I am headed in a certain place with this journey. You know, I, I really don't think that it's appropriate today to talk about my experience, mm-hmm. even though there's a great story there and a lot there. I think today I, I really want to focus on Zeke because his journey has got to have been 15 million times tougher than mine, And it's my fault that he's had to go through that, and that's been very difficult to live with. So he and I both have, um, CBS has been so gracious in providing therapists for us and helping us understand. You know, I lived with a whole bunch of shame uh, for the longest period of time, and I had to work through that. I'm sure Zeke has worked through uh, a lot. Anger, he's probably, I think, from what I understand he's saying today, he's probably still in that place, Mm -hmm. and I give him every ounce of every room to have that because, you know, I respect him and I did this to him. And if he wants to throw me under a bus, I will lay down for it. Just point to the bus. I'm, I'm 100% in his corner supporting him profoundly. Sorry. I know I hurt him and his family and everybody. And, you know, it's just even my process over the course of the last 10 months has been mostly focusing on Zeke. It took me a long time. I didn't actually, I mean, I wrote Zeke a letter when I got voted out. He wrote me back when we got home. We've had email exchanges that, uh, you know, he finally reached out and called me. We spoke in October. And that was the beginning of healing for me, as in speaking to him and hearing again from him how he forgives me and his great grace and, you know, how he believes that both of us are victims on some level and just, and he's just a superhuman and he and I have chatted and talked and, you know, we both are on parallel journeys that don't intersect. And so, sure. you know, it's been 10 months of a ride uh, for me, but I can only imagine what a ride it's been for Zeke and those in his life. And I am just so deeply sorry for that. And, and I know that there's no writing that, that it will always be wrong, but, I'm going to try my best to turn it into a positive, just like he's trying to do it in a positive. And we eventually will be working toward the same thing. We may not be doing it together, but we will be working toward the same goal, and that's important. Earlier in the episode, there was a segment where the other tribe was talking about how, just how hard it is to play Survivor beyond Survivor, the emotional, mental, physical uh, effect that it has, and how nobody outside of those who have played the game um, will ever really understand 
Do you think, uh, of course, not knowing or giving, you know, not making any excuses for your actions or anything like that, do you feel like mm-hmm. there you have a little bit more understanding, a little bit more support within your community of survivor players who could understand how one's mind could, <laughs> you know, go to the places it was going um, when when you decided to do what you did at Tribal, uh, as opposed to oh, the general yeah. public? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. As this started to leak out among the survivor family when we got back, I've heard from all of them. So many people. My phone blew up. I've got. 56 text messages on my phone right now of them specifically texting me today. Um, you know, one of the, 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 I did a lot of work in the last 10 months with Dr. Liza Siegel, Dr. Whitney Akers, and the writings and teachings of Dr. Brene Brown, who is the world's leading expert on shame and vulnerability. And mm-hmm. one of the things that she says, and I don't have it in front of me, I wish I did, but she talks about the arena mm-hmm. and how, you know, you go into battle and you're in that arena. And if you're not one of the people in the arena, bloodied and battered and getting your ass kicked, then I'm not interested in what you have to say about that experience sure. because you're not there. Sure. And while I respect the pain I've unleashed on everybody and I respect and will work to help make right everything that's happening out in the world, at the end of the day, the only people who can truly understand what we were in the middle of are the people who have been there before, and I'm grateful that I have them in my corner. I can't begin to count how many of them have reached out to me, and I've almost cried my eyes out with every single text message because it's, it's so important to know they're there. We are a big old ugly family, and, <laughs> you know, this is tough. This has got to be tough for Jeff and CBS because they've got – it's basically like mom and dad have two children who are in a very ugly situation and you can't choose one or the other. You just have to support both. And it's just great. I'm grateful to have them and this, this whole family in my corner. Yeah. Speaking so on, grateful. speaking on that too, I happen to disagree with this sentiment, but I've seen some reaction online that say, um, you know, CBS should have decided not to, air this out the way that they did or show it the way that it unfolded. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there was any mm-hmm. onus on, on CBS or the producers to, to curb um, what actually happened out there um, as opposed to just showing it? Um, well, no, they had, they didn't have a choice. You know, you only have 40 minutes to put a whole episode together. And this episode showed a couple of faces straight into a challenge and a couple of faces and straight into a challenge. Like they, you know, they only had a certain amount of time to do that. So even though that tribal went on for two hours and there was a five hour back and forth that led into tribal that fed into everything that happened, you know, they don't have the time to do that. So, you know, they did what they needed to do. There's a lot that hit the floor that I wish had been in the show because it would have put more into context. There are comments that were left out and hugs and kisses and compassion and support that was left out. Jeff Probst even said flat out in the tribal that, you know, he's known me for 20 years and he knows there's not an hateful bone in my body mm-hmm. that was not put in the show. And that certainly would have made my experience with this a little bit easier, but I understand this is not about me. Right. Right. It was about Zeke and it was about creating and crafting the story that elevated his voice, just like all trans voices need, you know, we need to stop separating and dividing and minimalizing and discriminating against trans people. We have to acknowledge their humanity and their dignity and lift their voices and show the positive and the wonderful around who these people are. And I'm grateful that CBS did that last night. I've heard a lot of the 
criticism against CBS. I've heard a whole lot of, don't worry about it, Varner. You just outed Zeke to six people. It's CBS who really outed him to the whole world. Hmm. And think about that however you may. But what I am finding today is that I am extremely grateful that CBS had the balls to put this on TV because this is a discussion we all need to have. Well, I'm down here in North Carolina, ground zero for transgender hate. Right. And this has launched a conversation down here for me that will help me make a difference and help me get to work and do some important work. And, and I'm grateful for CBS. Well, this is my last question for you. I'm running out of time here, but um, in, in the little, uh, I know that I noticed on Twitter that you had put out a response um, uh, after the episode aired last night and you ended it by saying, mm-hmm. I promise to use its lessons to do the right thing. Um, what's yeah. the best case scenario for you moving forward? What, what does that mean um, as far as your actions moving forward? What is the right thing? I'm already moving forward. There's a whole lot that I'm in the middle of and a whole lot that I plan to do in the future. But again, I don't think that it's appropriate right now to talk about me and where I'm headed. What's appropriate to talk about now is Zeke and where he's headed. And he seems to be setting himself up to be a national spokesperson for transgender issues. And I absolutely love that and support him and celebrate him for that. And anything I can do to help elevate his voice and others like him, I absolutely will continue to do. You know, I know that Zeke is hurting. I know there's a lot of pain. I really hope he doesn't go down the Jeff is a bigot and this is full of hate and all of this. If he has to throw me under a bus to make his point, I will absolutely support that. But, you know, I want him in the best light possible. And I don't think statements like that help him. So, you know, this is about Zeke and where he's headed. And I think we should be listening to him and paying attention to him and seeing what he has to say. Because really, after last night's tribal council, his voice is the only one that matters. Well, Jeff, um, it was great chatting with you um, about this topic. It is important. Um, I don't know you personally, obviously, but I've been a fan of yours also on, on TV for you know close to 17 years now. So um, it, it was ter- terrible to see you go out the way that it did, but I'm glad that it is leading to a greater good. And I wish you the best um, to you, your family and friends and people in your life. Well, same back to you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Have a good rest of the day. You too. And there it is, uh, my chat with Jeff Verner. Take from it what you will. That is, uh, that is the episode for this week. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be back into a normal kind of survivor speak next week as we, uh, you know, lighten up a little bit and uh, enjoy the show and the entertainment that it provides. Uh, and yeah, we'll be here next week for another podcast, another exit interview. Uh, as far as movies go this week, I urge you to check out um, the big movie this week, of course, is The Fate of the Furious, uh, the eighth movie in the in the franchise. That opens Friday. That's the big, the big movie out. And uh, my review for that will be up on access.com. And, of course, you can find all of my stuff at Tom Santilli on Twitter, on my website, TomSantilli.com. And again, all of my Survivor coverage, again, if you you can check me out on Twitter and Facebook. But you can also get me on RealityT.com. That's where I'm covering Survivor this season and uh, doing weekly episode previews, recap, reaction, and, of course, this podcast and, and exit interview. So go forth. Uh, go forth into the night and uh, hope everybody out there... Uh, can take this as a learning experience and and filter it into your own life and hopefully uh you know 
pour out some good into the world as you go forth. With that, I appreciate you listening. Thank you for making this podcast a growing, popular podcast. I still can't believe, still can't believe the amount of uh, traffic I'm getting and uh, the attention it's getting, and it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, so again, thank you. We will talk to you next week. I'm Tom Santilli. This is the Film Survivor Podcast.